The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda Podcast. Skeeter, how we doing? Uh, a little bit better today. Comments with Skeeter. Uh, a pretty shitty on this day in history. Uh-oh. There are certain days where just not much happens. Uh, we return to what year is it? We have four today. Four. Good luck, Skeeter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a uh, Cool Stories quick hit, and it's uh, basically the story behind songs that you know and love. Old Town Road History. We have history in the world of music, and I cannot wait to share it. What are the benefits of sex? Who is Liv Lindeland, and mm. what was she the first to do? Single, married, kids, no kids, who is the happiest? He had how many what? Those are not mine, and I don't know how they got there. <laughs> So I don't have to tell you that we had a most unusual and bizarre and sad week that people can have. And of course, uh, we're talking about red. Uh, first and foremost, uh, for all of you that sent notes of condolence, uh, thank you. We don't yes. respond. There's too many. The, uh, there was so many comments and just so much love coming our way. I'm not going to read any of them today because I'm trying not to cry. I cried last podcast, so I'm... And I've cried most of this week, so today I'm going to try to make it without crying. Well, um, so not to get too detailed, obviously we did it. Um, and with with Red, uh, he was, I, I've, I've loved many dogs and had the uh, very difficult task of saying goodbye to them for, to be uh, uh, correct. And with Red, I knew this would be hard uh, because of how close we were. Red was the first to live in the house with us and with our kids grown now. I mean, he was he, our... He was the only dog. He was our I buddy. mean, when we said goodbye to Elvis, we had Red. We said goodbye to Red, and now it's just me and you. Yeah, and, and so I knew going in that it was going to be really, really difficult. And I said to Linda at one point during the week of grieving where we had made the decision but hadn't yet happened, I said to her one night, I don't think I can do it. And she said, well, you have to uh, because it's for him. Right. This was a situation where we're kind of we're doing what we should be doing. And, you know, having buried parents and a sister um, that's one thing, you know, you're sad, of course, but they died and you didn't do it. In this particular case, what makes it super difficult is that you're making a decision for another living thing and you're just hoping it's the right decision. It was the right thing. It was, it was. And as, as bad as I knew it was going to be, um, it was the single hardest thing I've ever had to do. Um, and that didn't uh, lessen the pain 
Uh, even though there was much grieving before, there was a ton of grieving after. Um, everybody grieves in their own way. And it's like I said to Linda, and it's like I've said to you, uh, grieving in this kind of thing comes at the most unusual time. You can be perfectly fine and you're at the grocery store and it it happens. And our advice to you, because we both live this, just let it happen. There were a lot of people um, who made comments about they were going through the same thing with their dogs. And so just know that we're sending you love too, because it's just horrible. It is. I thought that uh, the lasts were going to be the hardest. Oh, this is the last time I'm going to give him his snack. This is the last podcast he'll do with us. I was wrong. Mm. It was the first. It Those are tough. The, it was the first time coming home and he doesn't run up to me with a baby and then get excited and run back and go get another one. It was, you know, it's it, it's it, and today it's our first podcast without him. The and f- his bed's laying right there. Yeah, the firsts are tough. Like uh Red always comes to the bathroom and lays on the rug while both of us shower. Mm-hmm. Not together. We don't shower together. Not to say that we would. We could. We're married. Yeah, yeah. But we yeah, don't. It'd be all right. And so my first shower without looking out and seeing red was a tough one. And so you have to kind of be ready for those things. I still haven't looked out of the shower door while I'm showering. I just, <laughs> not ready to do it. I just look straight ahead in the shower. Yeah. So when it comes to that kind of thing, and, and you know, so obviously it's been done and we're beginning to slowly move along. Um, uh, we're going to be doing some things that we couldn't do before. We're going to do some traveling. We're going to, uh, you know, because before Red was uh, not great. And it seemed every time we took him to the kennel, and don't get me wrong, the kennel was uh, fantastic. I oh, mean, yes. they treated they Red took like great I mean, care of him. He was an, uh, a, a VIP yeah. there. But it just seemed like he got worse every well, time we pick him yeah. up. Well, I think that was just, you know, a toll on him from not being at home in his regular schedule. Agreed. And so we're going to do some things that we're we, going to go to the movie. We're going to go to a whole Panther game. Check us out. Yeah. I mean, check us the fuck out. <laughs> Travel. And the day will come. We will get another puppy. Uh, no time soon. Right. Uh, and I don't think it's going to be a puppy. I think it'll be an older dog. Did you see those videos of those stupid fucking puppies? I did, but I... They're idiots. I And I don't know if I have the patience for that. They need us because they're stupid. Look, a puppy... You call him or her, and they come running at you. And because they're uncoordinated, their back end will pass their front end. (laughs) They're stupid, idiot dogs, and they need us Mm -hmm, in their mm -hmm. life. So does an older dog, FYI. So, um, so yeah, look. uh, But but I I, I do go back, for those of you that are going to do it, or in the future you do it, um, the grieving thing is a very, very big part of it, and I could not uh, say louder to let it happen. You know, if you're in a grocery store, leave your cart and go to your car and let it happen. It, it, you know, a therapist once said to me when it came to grieving, he said, you can grieve now, you can grieve later, but trust me, you're going to grieve. So when it comes up, just let it happen. You love them. Yeah. I mean, it's part of your... Red was not only part he was our life he was our baby and we had to you know we had to say bye but it was time uh and and i told linda this uh you know before 
my thoughts with Red were, well, you know, hey, I, I know his legs aren't good and I know that he falls down some, but, you know, uh, his tail's wagging. He still likes to gator mouth. He likes to, re- he, we're good. And after the decision was made and, and even after we said goodbye to him, I, I confessed to her I was blind. I, I wasn't seeing the lack of quality in his life. And it was, you know, I've always said, you got to make a decision because you love him. And I couldn't make it. And I, I, I really did believe we're still good. And we weren't. Right. So so anyway, it's done. Thank it's you for all the- It's hard to say goodbye. It's impossible. It, it really is impossible. And uh, he'll never be out of our life. He will always be red. Right. Each dog has had their place, but nothing like red for us. So again, thank you for all the very nice comments and uh, much appreciated. And cards. Thank you very much. Why did nobody send money? <laughs> because no, I'm not kidding. I mean, you know, a little, a little, a little cat. You know, when you're grieving, a little cash money will liven that shit right up. As Lindy puts it, my cash monies, my cash monies. Uh, okay. Oh, you know, speaking of the kids, that was uh, it was a tough week on them too. It, it affected it affected so many people. The kids, as Linda said, Amy was maybe still is just just devastated. Uh, Katie and Matt, same. Uh, the people at the kennel. Oh my God! You know, you never know. And then and it was it was hard for the doctor and his um, uh, the tech the tech saying goodbye because they've known Red ever since we've lived here. Cindy uh, yeah. is her name. She was. She, she was crying. A, oh, she's she, crying right along with us. She was a wreck. Absolute yeah. wreck. Yeah. So, um, again, thank you. So, um, NFL football has officially kicked off. Last night was the Hall of Fame game. Denver Broncos, um, uh, Atlanta Falcons, Denver wins. What a suck fest it was. And that's expected. I learned something I didn't know. See, I told Linda, I said, so each team plays four preseason games. And this happens to be the Hall of Fame game, so this is their first. No, the teams that play in the Hall of Fame game still have to play four more preseason games. That seems like a lot. It is it is a ton. I couldn't believe that. But also, you say that these games are like um, great for practicing. So that just means they get more practice. Well, more than, yes. They're working out problems. They're looking at various plays. They're doing various things, but primarily... And it gets stronger as we get further into the preseason. There are guys out there that are fighting for their very job. So they're going to play very good football. They're going to play at their highest level because I've seen players miss a pass and they cut them Mm -hmm. the next day. So there's so much on the line for these guys that are on, as they say, on the bubble. And you can still see some pretty good football in preseason. Last night was not one of those. Nobody dressed out. There were probably 30 guys that didn't even dress. So they were throwing El Poro, um, Matt Schwab. Is it Schwab? He's the backup to I Matt no Ryan. Idea. He played the first half and then he got to sit down. We're, I'm done. And, uh, and they let the backups play. And then the Falcons needed a touchdown to win the game in the last, and he had to, they got him up, Schwab, and said, get back out there and score a touchdown. <laughs> so he had to warm up again, thinking he's finished. 
Yeah, but it was uh, it was uh, terrible. It was just. <laughs> well, isn't it always though? So last night was uh, a proud moment for a buddy, and all of you love him. Uh, Sam Farmer, the Hall of Fame game. Sam Farmer was inducted into the NFL Hall of was Fame. Was it last night? Well, th- this whole weekend is the ceremony. So Sam was there somewhere. I never saw him. I wonder when his um, ceremony was. Because I think that his ceremony would have either been Wednesday or tonight, or is tonight the football player ceremony? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, Why didn't you ask him? You were texting and texting with him yesterday. Fuck him. <laughs> I I, to, I texted Sam because uh, you, you know this is the weekend it's happening, and I told him you know, uh, hey NFL Hall of Fame, my God, you, you are clearly aware that you do not deserve this. <laughs> to which he responded, "When I visit in September, have the Sam Farmer suite ready and speak when you're spoken to." So Sam Farmer now a member of the NFL Hall of Fame and deservedly so. That is so exciting. Speaking of which, speaking of a Hall of Fame, yeah. today's Friday. We will know on Monday, August 5th. In fact, they've already convened and voted, so the decision has already been made. We just don't know what it is. Well, one way or the other, Monday is the day. Right. We're either I, I don't know what time. I, I don't know anything. Nor do I. And I really do believe Laura... Switchboard of Laura, if we don't get in, I don't know that she can survive it. I think we're going to have to consult that. Well, girl. I mean, she has worked so hard on this. She deserves it. <laughs> she deserves that Hall of Fame. <laughs> so, Monday is the day. So, we'll find out. Yeah. <clears throat> now, it's a great day here. It is? It is. Because Linda is going to call. <laughs> That's funny. I said call and the phone rings. And it's loud, too. Please don't answer that. Oh, it's somebody trying to get in. It's Amazon. Answer it. Hello? Sure, and we're a little busy. Can you just leave it on the front porch? We're a little Oh, yeah, we're going to get it right away. Thank you. Here we go. Okay, well, you received something. Turn it down. Here. I received something? You did. Huh. There you go. Um, Well, that's weird because I haven't been shopping. You have. Well, this is... uh, uh, No, it's not. It's for you. Okay. It's a package for you. Okay. Did you send me something? No. Why would I send you something? I mean, I mean, honestly. Okay, now I'm going to have to go up and get it. Well, you should. Why? Because she said you need to pick it up in the next few minutes. What are you up to? I, I have nothing to do with this other than answering the phone. Hmm. Okay, it's perishable, whatever it is. Did you send me some food? I didn't do it. It's not me. I've not sent you. It is edible. I didn't send it. Oh. Is it like strawberries? Chocolate-covered strawberries? Hey, Linda. Mm-hmm. I didn't send it. <laughs> uh, Lenny's on, on the text going, go, go. Well, I'll <laughs> give her a minute to yeah, do and whatever. Then we'll, and then, and then we'll eat it. And then I'll, okay. All right. This is so funny. I'm not going to read it. 
Uh, this is from Cece Mayer. She sends me a lot of content. We love Cece. So she was on her Sling TV. Mm-hmm. We've all seen the Sling TV. And she sees the Assassin's Code. Now, the Assassin's Code was a movie that I made in Cleveland. Was it really? It, it was. <laughs> it, well, the reason I bring that up is because when we were shooting it, that was the name of the movie, The Assassin's Code. And then they changed the name to Legacy before it was released. So Stupid OCC is sitting there on Sling and she sees The Assassin's Code. Now, the reason this is funny is because there it is on her TV, The Assassin's Code. And my picture, Justin's picture, Justin Stamari's picture right. is up on her screen. Right. She rents it. Mm-hmm. And it's a Japanese karate movie called The Assassin's Code. And this idiot watched it. <laughs> she kept thinking, I'm gonna pop, pop up. up. Yeah. And, and but look, oh, she's funny. Mark didn't tell me it was in Japanese. She took her picture of the picture of her screen. And that's what it was. I that's crazy how wow. that happened. That's, I guess that's funny. I guess shit happens all the time. Anyway. Uh, Linda's going to be calling 1-800-GOT-JUNK pretty soon. Oh, yes, I am. I am going through the entire house and pulling anything that I think needs to leave. As you know, I deal with grief by cleaning, gutting closets, and I've got a pile of crap. There will be more. Oh, yes, there will be more. I got to go. Go get the perishable? Yeah. All right. (laughs) Well, while you're gone... I don't even know who it's from, though. Well, there's one way to find out. Go get it. Okay. And then we'll eat it. Um, While you're gone, I can talk about nothing. Yes, she is. Well, see, there's one thing I could tell you about, but I'm not supposed to, so I won't. Because he... I just said. There's something I want to talk to, but I won't. Go get the perishable. No. I'm not going to talk about anything. All of a sudden, you're starting to piss me off. You're pissing me off. You won't even leave from fear of what I'm not going to say. And now she's ignoring me. Uh, Well, we have uh, four. Four. What year is it? And I really do believe she won't get a one today. Music, all the songs she knows... All of them are familiar, but I just don't think there's that one where she's going to hear it and go, oh, I know that year. I think they're all hard. I don't think I could get one, but we are beautifully represented by four. What year is it today? Plus, we'll go through the movies. This is, as I told you guys, this is the sad part of the year movie-wise. The blockbusters have all come out. Uh, Avengers and and whatever it was. They've all come out. And so now, for summer movie releases, August is the dumping ground. Uh, There is one I'm pumped about seeing that I've not yet. I'll probably do it this weekend, unless Linda makes me go to the movie with her. But I want to see that Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Quentin Tarantino. People are pissed about this. Well, I say people. Uh, Bruce Lee's daughter, is pissed because apparently Bruce Lee's character is in this film and she didn't like the way her father was depicted. So we'll see. But I've already had uh, Mike, Sherry, Mikey to tell me, go, go see it. You'll enjoy quintessential Quentin. And and I'll say this about Quentin Tarantino. Uh, I'm, I'm a fan, 
but not of everything. Like Inglorious Bastards is a masterpiece. But then you got movies like The Hateful Eight, which I liked. My buddy Kurt Russell is in it. But I didn't love it. And Kurt is in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, as is Luke. Luke Perry heard all about that. Where's the thing? I left it upstairs. Baby, we're not going to eat while we're on the air. What is it? It's chocolate dip, strawberries, apples, and bananas. And it is from, here's what the card says. We all love you so much and know how hard this time is for you. May these sweet treats bring some relief to you to you for your grief rest in peace red we love you dearly love katie amy bradley matt and Lenny. i'll be damn nice of them that's so sweet i love you guys well i'm gonna eat the ass out of whatever that is <laughs> just bring that shit up all right let's do a sum of this look bullwinkle a message in a bottle fan mail from some flounder no this is what i really call a message and now comments with Skeeter. David Peeler says, Hey, RG, try Obsession for Men. Linda will like you. No. <laughs> I paid 50 bucks and I have to dump it out. Well, it, well, I mean, it smelled really bad. Maybe I put on too much. I'll try it again. Mm, I don't think so. I, I did not like the scent of that at all. There's another one you wear that at first you put on too much. Now that you've learned that you only put on a tiny bit, it smells good. I know the one. Okay. Ellen Kay says, my stepdaughter was pregnant at 49. Remember Lisa from last week? It was her 49th birthday and she's expecting a baby in January. Yes. Worked till the end and my grandson is perfect now almost four. Mm. It can happen successfully if you're healthy and fit. We'll ask how they feel in 10 years. Holy shit. Good Lord, if only I could get a grandbaby. <laughs> Cindy says, I'll be going on a cruise today. Let's get some Kokomo in here, people. Good Lord. Good Lord. Aruba, Jamaica. Ooh, I want to take you. Bermuda, Bahama. Come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego. Baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, off the Florida Keys. There's a place called Kokomo That's where you wanna go To get away from it all Bodies in the sand Tropical drink melting in your hand We'll be falling in love To the rhythm of a steel drum band Down in Kokomo that just makes me happy. James says, Just saw Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Mm. It was really great seeing Luke Perry. Mm. I don't believe it is Quentin's best work. Mm. Worth seeing on the big screen, though. Yeah, I'm going to get it done. Ray says, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is not worth 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. It should be around 20% and 15% is because of the big name actors. Oh, jeez. Okay. And then Patrice says, Fuck. Wanted to let you know, Mark, that we enjoyed Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Luke Perry has a small part. Love seeing him, but sad at the same time. Mm. 
So, I mean, there's some mixed feelings about that movie. I'm in. I'm not. Peyton, no. Uh, Fred Davison says, <laughs> The Peyton Dressed as Elvis is a new show that Peyton is doing for ESPN Plus oh. called Peyton's Places. Mark, you should have known that because Sam Farmer talked to us about this. I don't listen to Sam. Okay. Peyton travels to each location where something historical or important happened in football. Peyton does interviews with people and even reenacts various historical events. Looks to be very good. Dial it up, Mark. I'm going to. Can't wait. Way pumped. Anytime anybody puts on an Elvis jumpsuit, I am in. Yes. Link Man says, Mark. I heard you say how much you enjoyed the Apollo 11 documentary, and I wondered if you have seen or heard of the 1989 documentary For All Mankind. Mm. The filmmaker sifted through several million feet of NASA footage from all the Apollo missions to make the film. Mm. Much of it is shot by astronauts using 16 millimeter cameras NASA equipped them with. Mm. If you haven't seen it, I believe you would enjoy it. Give me that camera. You're going to write it down? Yes. Okay. And so now i got a, a, a quiz for you, Mark Thompson. All right. 50 years ago, in July, Easy Rider was released. Mm-hmm. And as you know, it starred Peter Fonda, Dennis Hop- Hopper. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jack Nicholson. Jack Nicholson. So here we go. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. After a big drug score, Wyatt and Billy head out on the highway. Where'd they make a pit stop? Albuquerque, New Mexico. Would you like for me to give you your choices? Okay. Atlanta, New Orleans, Washington, D.C. I would say New Orleans. Oh, you got it right. Of course I did. I know everything about that film. Mm, Okay. Yeah, that was evident. Along the way, the pair befriend a lawyer, Jack Nicholson. For whom did he practice the law? Was it the ACLU, the NAACP, or the NRA? Let's go NAACP. It was the ACLU. All right. The 60s music producer Phil Spector had a cameo as the pair's drug connection. But which 80s pop star played one of the girls the guys had a more intimate connection with? Was it Tony Basil? Or is it Basil? Doesn't matter. Okay. Uh, Tony Basil, Debbie Harry, or Bonnie Tyler? I don't think I'd buy Debbie Harry. I'll go Bonnie Tyler. It was Tony. Basil? Mm Mm-hmm. Jesus. Before teaming up for Easy Rider, Peter and Dennis starred in another cult classic, which coincidentally was written by Jack Nicholson. Mm -hmm. What was it? Head, The Trip, The Wild Angels. Let's go with The Trip. That is correct. Thank you very much. Another thing about this film. I can see that. All right. And the last one, after the film's soundtrack came out with the song Ballad of Easy Rider, which band released an album with the same name a few months later? Was it The Band, The Birds, Steppenwolf? Steppenwolf. What is it? The Birds. Fuck. Two out of five. You suck. <laughs> history, 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 history. That happened, and we all let it happen. Like I told you, not much happened today, so listen quick. 
It was on this day, 1978, Boston releases its second album, Don't Look Back. turn the channel on Boston and Kansas. Always turn the channel. You turn the channel on uh, Dust in the Wind? Yes, you definitely. Have, you have no soul. <laughs> what were you doing in 1978? Uh, uh, 78, I was in college. All right, Boston, thanks so much. It was on this day, what year? One of these nights by the Eagles hit number one on the Billboard singles chart. You want me to guess? What year? Mm-mm. 1972. Five. That one doesn't count. Well, no, we're not to what year is it yet. Okay. That was a warm-up, and you sucked. Of course. One of these nights. One of these crazy old nights. What year was it that the Eagles hit? Do you know what what year? Like, you can tell me what year the Beatles hit. You can tell me what year Elvis hit. Do you know when hello where the eagles came out uh it would be i mean i think they were around late 60s but it was the early 70s like 70 or 70 probably 71 okay It was on this day, 1971. Paul McCartney releases Uncle Albert Admiral Halsey. It was his first post-Beatles number one hit. We're so sorry, Uncle Albert. We're so sorry if we caused you any pain. We're so sorry. There's no one left at home and I believe I'm gonna rain. And with uh, Paul McCartney hitting number one in 1971, he could celebrate because three years earlier on this date, 1968, Paul was finishing touches on his song, Hey Jude, which also hit number one. Hey Jude, don't make it bad. Take a sad song and make it better. Wait a minute, I thought this was a Beatles song. It is. Okay. But in the really mid to late Beatles, even though it was Lennon-McCartney. Lennon and McCartney were writing and recording separately. 
So Hey Jude, written by Paul, recorded by Paul. According to Paul, it basically went to, I would write a song or John would write a song and we would then show it to each other. And it really got down to, I would say to John, I'm thinking of getting rid of this line. And John would go, don't, don't you dare. That's the best line in the whole thing. Mm. And he would keep it. Mm. All right, enough of that shit. Let's get to it. It is time now for what year is it? We have four, four entries into it. Are you prepared? Yes. Now, do you want the song first still? Yeah, let's just keep it in the order that we've been doing it. What year is it when this song was a hit? I really want to know. What year is it that this was one of the top movies? Peter Falk is Lou Peckinpah. Yeah. He knows every cheap dame. I like the sound of your name. It's Neil Simon's Cheap Detective. And what year was it that this was ripped from the headlines? They have been listening for names like Pinedoli or Colombo. This name didn't even sound Italian. The first non-Italian pope in more than four and a half centuries. Skeeter, what year is it? Well, I think it's in the 70s. Do you? Yeah. So I will say 70... 1977. All of those... All of those things happened in... 1978. Damn it! We have another year. What year was it that this song was a hit? What year was it this was a big movie? In East Berlin, officials bailed out of government offices. 45 years of communist government ended not with a bang, but with a whimper. It was the ceremonial end of the communist era. Sorry, that was headlines. Okay, because I'm like, what? And what year was it this was a top movie? I've always wanted to see the frontier before it's gone. Everybody's run off and got killed. What about Indian? Mm. Dances with wolves? That's good, but I'm looking for the year. <laughs> okay. Uh, 1980... 1985. It was... 1990. You are now 0 for 2. I know. 0 for 2. Two weeks in a row. I got two right. I don't, do. I don't think I'm going to make it today. You're not out. Uh, yeah, I, 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 Still got a shot. Here we go. What year was it this was a hit record? Bruce Springsteen? That's good. Okay. What year was it this was one of the top films? From now on, you will speak only when spoken to. 
and the first and last words out of your filthy sewers will be, sir. Do you maggots understand that? And what year was it? This was a hit film. Star Trek. The next generation is beaming aboard the airwaves. Welcome to the Enterprise. With all new adventures. Oh my God. Nine. I'll just. Sti- I'm just going to stick with 1985. It was. This is your last chance to get one. Yeah. Fuck. What year was it? This was a hit song. I hope you had the time of your life. Tell me who that is. Green Day. Okay. What year was it? This was a top film. I want you to know I plan on being a star. It was a time when disco was king. Jack Horner, filmmaker. I make exotic pictures. Boogie Nights. What year was it? This was ripped from the headlines. At this last presidential inauguration of the 20th century, let us lift our eyes toward the challenges that await us in the next century. Skeeter, what year is it? Oh, for three. All right, so it's Green Day, so it's in the 90s. Right? I don't answer questions. You know that. Or it, it could be 2000s. Fuck. What was the movie? Boogie Nights. With Marky Mark. Right? He would slap you. It's Mark Wahlberg. And Jennifer Aniston. No, she wasn't in Boogie Nights. She wasn't the one. You're thinking about Rockstar. Oh, well, fuck. Now I totally don't know. Boogie Nights, where he was became a porn star. Burt Reynolds was in it. Oh, are Boogie. you sure had, it had, that had Mark in it? Yes. Okay, all right, okay. All right, so, all right. Nine, nine two. Mm. <laughs> nine two. Uh, I don't know. So I'm just going to say 2001. It was 1997. All right. So I love this because it simply proves that there's no way to predict anything in the world of music. History has been made, people. Mm. History has been made. There is now something that has happened musically in the, in the music world that the Beatles didn't do, Elvis didn't do it, Rolling Stones, The Who, Frank Sinatra, nobody did this. And it's history, and it may stand forever. We now have had one song sit atop billboards top 100 for 17 consecutive weeks at number one 17 consecutive weeks now if i said to you 
Billy Ray Cyrus, one hit wonder with achy breaky heart. And if I said to you, one day he will be a part of history where a song that he was involved in sat at number one on Billboard for 17 consecutive weeks and still going. I believe I'm correct in that, still going. You'd think I'm crazy. And if I said to you, rapper Lil Nas X. Lil Nas X. Whatever. <laughs> is going to join. Lil Nas. <laughs> it doesn't, it's not funny. It is, because that's just like Dr. Drug. But who gives a <laughs> fuck about Nas? <laughs> All right, here we go. If you've heard it, great. If you haven't, let me school you. Listen carefully. What is it about this song that made it so big it's made history? And everybody knows it. Here's Billy Ray Cyrus and Little Knees. Little Nas X. Old Town Road. I got the horses in the back, horse stock is attached Head is mad at black, got the bushes black to match Riding on a horse, ha, you can whip your Porsche I've been in the valley, you ain't been up off that porch Now, can't nobody tell me nothing You can't tell me nothing Can't nobody tell me nothing You can't tell me nothing Riding on a track Spend a lot of money on my brand new guitar Baby's got a habit, diamond rings and Fendi sports bras Riding down Rodeo in my Maserati sports car Got no stress, I've been through all that I'm like a Marlboro man, so I keep going back Wish I could roll on back to that old town road I wanna ride till I can't go That's it. That's the whole song. I, I didn't love, even fade it. I love that song. 17 weeks, number one history. Beatles, Elvis, nobody could do it. They beat Mariah Carey. It took Billy Ray Cyrus and Little Nizzle. Uh, okay, listen, It's it, quit saying Billy Ray Cyrus' name first because 
he's just featured in it. It's Little Nas X. He tried to get it released on country radio. Country said, this isn't country enough. So Billy Ray said, well, fucking we'll make it country enough. And now everybody plays it. It's some rapper and <laughs> Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> Why can't you say Lil Nas X? I don't want to. Okay. Uh, but I will say this. Uh, Little Nas X, you know, everybody's getting sued. Katy Perry just lost to some guy. Yeah. Uh, Little Nas X went and bought his beat. He did. Online. Yeah, he bought it. I mean, everything about this is on the up and up. 30 bucks. 60. It, I thought it was 60. It says 30 on Wikipedia. <gasps> really? Boy, that's a oh, that, bargain. Good on him. Wow. Let's get into it. A little bit of a cool stories quick hit. Sometimes it's fun to take a song that you've been singing for years and years and years and years and years and find out what the story was behind it. Some of these you may know, some you may not. Let's begin, shall we? Eric Clapton. Uh, Clapton wrote the song Layla during his time with the band Derek and the Dominoes. A seventh century story of unrequited love was used as the song's inspiration, but it also had another hidden meaning, also consisting of unrequited love. Eric wrote the song about Patty Boyd in mind. Clapton had fallen madly in love with Boyd. However, she was already married to the Beatles musician George Harrison. Mm -mm. Patty and George wound up splitting up, and in the end, Clapton married Boyd. The song has frequently been called one of the greatest rock songs of all time. Right now, let's take a look at the song by Billy Joel, Uptown Girl. Uh, the song by Billy was originally titled Uptown Girls, plural. Joel explained that the song was inspired by his own life. At the time, he felt that he was just a downtown guy surrounded by uptown girls. The song was originally written about his then-girlfriend, famous supermodel Elle McPherson, then after the two broke up, he began a relationship with his future wife, Christy Brinkley. Ooh, and that's who was in the video. So the song is, in part... Wait a, a minute. So he wrote the song for another woman, and then he had his new girlfriend in there. Yes. <laughs> so the song is, in part, about both women, who both happen to be famous supermodels, and in Billy's mind, ah, yes. they are uptown girls.
boy, for Billy Joel to be who he is, he has dated some of the most beautiful women on the planet. Don't you think that's because he's popular and I'm sings sure. and writes music? I'm sure. All right, now let's take a look at Journeys Don't Stop Believing. It is the best-selling digital track of the entire 20th century. The song is well known for the line mentioning being born and raised in South Detroit, which sounds like a place, but the line left most Detroit residents scratching their heads. The lead singer and author of the song, Steve Perry, only found out later that there is no South Detroit. Hmm. In fact, the area south of Detroit is Canada. Steve said, quote, I tried North Detroit, I tried East and West, and it just didn't sing. But South Detroit sounded so beautiful. I loved the way it sounded, only to find out later it's actually Canada. Let's finally take a look at Smoke on the Water. It's Deep Purple's classic, which was inspired by actual Smoke on the Water. The song isn't about what you might think. The inspiration came from a fire at a casino in Switzerland. The band was due to record an album at the casino when fire erupted. An audience member had fired a flare gun during Frank Zappa's performance and the building caught fire. A thick layer of smoke covered Lake Geneva and their hit song was born. The band was also a bit reluctant about the name of the song because the reference to smoke made the song sound like a drug song, but they eventually decided to keep the title. Hey, you guys, look. There's smoke. And it's on the water.
That is really funny. All right, let's get to it. All right, so there's really only one movie that's out today that you'll be familiar with. The rest are very small. However, some of these films do have large names in them, but they're small films. Okay. Uh, They probably won't even hit our theater. Uh, But the first one, the one I'll get you to guess on, is Fast and Furious presents Hobbs and Shaw. Mm, and they've been promoting this big time. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Well, those things make a boatload of money. Yeah, but I'm going to say that Rotten Tomatoes probably didn't like it. The critics probably don't like it. So I'll give it a 65. 71. Ooh, better than I thought. And then I'll just tell you the others. Uh, the Nightingale, that's a film about war. Mm-hmm. It got 82%. Lucci got 95%. Is there anybody in there we know? I don't know. Okay. Love and Tosha, 100%. Oh, fuck. And then a film called Them That Follow, 66%. Hmm. Sounds kind of like a horror film. But who knows? Of course, it's August. A lot of you are either on vacation or will be going, or you just finished. How important is getting frisky on your vacation getaway. According to Match.com Singles in America survey, 67% of singles say that if vacation sex doesn't happen, then the entire trip is a flop. (laughs) Now, what are the benefits of sex? Alrighty, let's hear these. Number six, 20% said it gives them more confidence. 25% 25% said helps improve mental health. This is true. 33% said helps with sleep. Mm-hmm. Number three, 43% said helps with stress. Mm-hmm. 45%, number two, said it puts them in a good mood. Mm-hmm. 49%, number one, strengthens their relationship with their partner. This is true. Uh, and, uh, well, let's go to this. According to a happiness expert, Paul Dolan, a professor of behavioral science at London School, what the fuck ever. uh, (laughs) What the fuck ever. He said that men benefit from marriage because they calm down. They take less risks. They earn more money at work and they live a bit longer. Not so much for women. Dolan found that unmarried women are the happiest group. (laughs) And are more likely to live longer than they're married with kids' peers. That's because, you know, we're doing every fucking thing. I don't care, though. I wouldn't have it any other way. Maybe you got no choice. Baby, I'm about to kick your worthless ass out the fucking motherfucking front door. I have told you so many times, don't tease me. Pay him any attention, cause you had your turn, turn, and now you're gonna learn what it really feels like to miss 
All right. So I'm going to ask you, a young lady who has made history, who is Liv Lindeland? I don't know, but Lindeland sounds fun. Liv Lindeland is a Norwegian model, actress, talent agent. She was chosen as Playboy Magazine's Playmate of the Month for January 1971 and as Playmate of the Year for 1972. Mm-hmm. She is the blonde Linda Land. I'll save that. Linda Land went into acting following her Playboy appearance and then segged into a career as a talent agent. She uh, posed for Playboy in the December 1979 pictorial Playmates Forever. She is also the goddaughter or granddaughter of Sid Charisse. Lit. I don't know who that is. Sid Charisse, mm-hmm. actor, celebrity. Oh, okay. All right, now that's Liv Lindeland. Now that you've seen the photograph, mm-hmm. tell me why she is historical. Linda's looking at her Playboy Playmate spread. Why is she? Because does it have something to do with her fabulous boobs? Nope. Her blonde hair? Nope. She's not showing her coochie? Nope. She doesn't have much makeup on? Nope. History. History. Playboy history. And you're looking at it. Is there something that I should know about this woman? Is there a reason why she's got this blanket on her leg? No. Okay. I'll be honest. I didn't notice the blanket when I printed the picture out. Okay. Well, I mean, I've noticed everything on here. Um, is it has? Does it have something to do with her tiny waist? No. Okay. I'm I'm out then. Live Linda Land is the very first Playboy playmate to be seen in the magazine with the slightest hint of pubic hair before that oh i thought that was a shat i oh i oh, okay before that legs were crossed things were placed this was the very first time see i told you linda land was a fun place to be there it is hey uh lib we thought about showing your pussy okay <laughs> mark G- judy g in the chat said she is blind <laughs> No. Uh, It it appears romance isn't dead. Match.com's new Singles in America survey found that when it comes to love... (laughs) I'm sorry, that just hit me the right way. (laughs) uh, When it comes to love, people still have old-fashioned beliefs. 57% of people believe that love at first sight can happen. Hmm. I, I yeah, I, I could see that. I don't. No, I know you. Don't. Not true love. Well, I mean, you know, yeah, true love grows. Yes, but it said fifty-seven percent love at first sight can happen. Lust, like, right, want, need, right. right. But but love, no. I am not of the fifty-seven. Seventy-three percent said love takes time. 
It does. It has to grow. And 64% said love can last forever. And ever and ever and fucking ever. You make it sound like a prison sentence. These 37 years have just flown by. Oh, I'm brushing my teeth on top. It's so much fun, I hate to stop. But while I'm brushing my teeth and having so much fun, I never let the All right, I got that from Barney. Uh, doctors have removed from a seven-year-old boy more than 500 teeth. Why? Because he had. <laughs> 500 teeth. I think Linda's about to lose it. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. <laughs> he complained of soreness in his jaw. His parents feared he had cancer. They took him to a dental college in the south region of India. Doctors x-rayed his mouth and discovered many, many teeth similar to that of a shark. Two doctors needed five hours of surgery to remove 527 abnormal teeth leaving the child with 21 ordinary human teeth oh my god and i just laughed at this poor child one of the surgeons said quote biopsy results showed it was just abnormal growth these could be a strong genetic connect but we cannot rule out environmental factors such as radiation from mobile phone towers really well then if that were true then there'd be more teeth no more people i don't know what are they doing in india i don't know uh i have a question yes this might just be a typo are you sure the name was linda land because this looks like lindy land l-i-n-d-e i don't know how to pronounce it well then then it doesn't make it a special it's not linda land anymore linda I have moved on with the show. Well, I'm still over here. And you need to fucking join the current moment. Be with me where I am. Now, I love this one because of the response. A Louisiana woman lost a very adult game of hide-and-seek after cops found drugs hidden in her pussy. Ah, oh, jeez. And she said, I don't know how those got there. Ashley Beth Rowland was initially arrested on charges of grand theft after stealing 5000 allegedly stealing $5,000 cash from the home of her boyfriend mm. while he was showering. Mm -hmm. So she waits for him to get into the shower and then she steals $5,000 and then she shoves it in her pussy. The victim quickly called cops after seeing the money was missing and identified the 23-year-old as the thief. Roland was detained by cops who found the cash during a consensual body search. <laughs> the search conducted by a female cop also turned up a baggie containing a gram of meth inside her pussy. Jesus Christ. Roland insisted that the drugs and the money were not hers and she did not know how it got there. Mm-hmm. Likely story. 
My question is, why do you have $5,000 laying around? Because he was in drugs as well, right? Why did she put it in her pussy? There's so many questions <laughs> on this story. Hey, there's $5,000. I think I'm going to shove that up my snatch. Yeah. See what goes on there. All right. Last month, porn stars Lisa Ann and Jaden Cole. Oh, I'm sorry. Next month. Next month. Porn stars Lisa Ann and Jaden Cole will be heading to the Crazy Horse Strip Club in Vegas to help set a new pole dancing world record. The goal is to have at least one dancer on the pole for 24 hours straight. Mm. The women will be able to pass the baton as the marathon goes on, uh, on performing to live or recorded music. And this historic event is all for a good cause as the proceeds, along with donations, will all be going to the Feel Good Foundation, which supports 9-11 first responders. Oh, well, that's nice. It is nice. And the club will be packed. Mm -hmm. They'll sell a bunch of liquor and whatever, and so good on them. All right, so honestly, I didn't realize this happened, but apparently it does. Uh, A new survey found that 20% of respondents said they suspect that their food delivery driver has eaten some of their food. And it seems they have reason to be suspicious. The survey found that 28% of delivery drivers confessed to sampling from an order on occasion. 54% said they couldn't resist the smell of the food. Maybe that's why 85% of consumers want restaurants to use tamper-resistant labels. I I feel like they should. This, This just blew... This never crossed my mind that this could happen and they showed this past week on one of the night shows that we watch Mm -hmm. I forget what it was the guy you know they have the home security cameras on the front door and the delivery guy had already rung the bell and he's waiting on someone to come he's holding the bag and he reaches in and grabs a couple of fries and eats them right there he's had his nasty fucking hands in that bag you know, I th- shit like that will kill home delivery. Well, what about when you get your pizza? I mean, anybody can open a pizza box and do anything they want to to it. My favorite of that is that pizza delivery guys would reach in the box and grab a piece, knowing that you can see <laughs> that it's not there. That right there, that's just not giving a shit. I hope when I find something that I want to do and I think you will like and come back that you'll be as gracious inviting me into your home as you have been. I bid you a very heartfelt good night. What would you be willing to do or give up if it meant that you could retire 10 years early? The respondent said the following. 36%, if they could retire 10 years early, would go two years without buying anything new. 33% would take a second or even third job. Hmm. 28% said they would give up coffee and liquor. Whoa, now. It's two of my favorite things. (laughs) 27% said they would downgrade to a smaller home. 17% would give up entertainment. 
TV, and books. Oh, fuck that. No way. 13% said they would take a job they know they would hate. Oof. 12% 12% said, I wouldn't have kids. Here you go. 11, oh God. 11% said they would give up their pet. Oh, hell no. 6% said they would give up their car to retire 10 years early. Hmm. I have to tell you, I struggled with it a little bit at the beginning, but now that I'm rid of the grind, that eight to 10 hours a day, I am enjoying doing whatever I would like whenever I would like it. And I am not, because he's making me crazy. It's not my concern. You go in there and you build your rockets and you get glue and whatnot all over your clothes. It's not whatnot, it's glue. I don't, well, it seems like there's other, paint, there's other stuff. And now you've started painting. Mm-hmm. And you don't like to wear the apron. And yeah. so now you're fucking up your clothes with this paint. You see. It's like, put your apron on and paint. Which, by the way, your painting is great. You're kind. I have a long way to go. But see, let me say this to you. You are looking at the negative. Look at the positive. Well, because the, the negative is what I have to deal with. I threw your shirt away yesterday that had paint on it. I'm not putting that shit in, and if it's got glue on it, that shit don't go in my washing machine with other clothes either. You're looking at the negative. You haven't even seen the positive. The positive is when I'm building my rocket. You're out of my hair. Correct. Oh, I, I, I'm know, in that I know room. that. When I'm painting, I'm in that room. I, yeah, I know that. I'm not here to go, Linda, <laughs> where's my sandwich? like I would ever say that. Although I, I I have to say, we don't do it often, but when we do and Linda makes a sandwich and I'm not sure why, but she makes a really great sandwich. That's because I know the order of how to put everything. And I'll say this, now that we're talking about Linda and sandwiches. I don't know what it is. Okay, this is me. Linda has made me a sandwich or I go to the restaurant and I order a sandwich and it's in front of me. This is crazy talk. But you see, I reach down and I pick up the sandwich with both hands and I eat it just like it comes. I just take a bite of it and chew it and swallow it and I take another bite, not Linda. Linda will pick up her sandwich and with her hand, she tears it. Oh, I can murder a sandwich. And then, so she's holding the torn part and then she tears it again, and then she'll take a bite of part of what she wants, and then she'll pick up the next chunk and tear that. I think it's because I'm not really crazy about sandwiches. And so after she's done, she calls it done, there is this destroyed rumble of sandwich on her plate. Some of it gone, most of it not. That's how my girls eat their sandwiches too. This is not, you know what? I don't care. It's fine. You're never Notice full. we don't have sandwiches a lot. Well, this is also Linda. She has the metabolism that all of us would pay money for. This woman can eat a full plate of food. 
you know. My size plate. Right. But she could eat all of her lunch. Two hours later, two, she says to me, I'm starving. I'll just tell y'all, yesterday for lunch, I had a plate of vegetables. All of them, (laughs) every last bite, and then by 4.30, I'm starving. I I would love it. Because see, if I eat a full meal, I'm not really hungry for dinner. Right. But Linda's starving. Well, I don't eat that much, so. And that was Mark's job last, well, I guess it was this week. To shut the fuck up? No. <laughs> no. What was my job? Your job. I told Amy, I said, and, and Dad thinks it's his job to make sure I eat this week. Well, you weren't early on. You were not eating. No, I didn't have an appetite. But in times where you're not hungry, you have to get a little something in because then you'll get sick with the grieving and the and the whatever. She did keep her water going, which was great, but she wasn't eating quite enough. And so, you you know, we, we all babysit each other. You find yourself like she's, can I be done? <laughs> And I would just push her plate back over and I said, just try to get this in. Try to get this. I don't want it. Just try to get this in right here. If you can. According to a new study, the best way to support somebody that you care about when they're stressed is to shut the fuck up. It makes sense at these times to avoid criticism and negativity, but researchers found that being quiet is also more helpful than offering encouragement. It seems when people are dealing with stress, they're less sensitive to positive behavior. So saying nothing mm-hmm. ends up being the best way to let the stress run its course. But then I would be to you, I would ask you, what the fuck is wrong with you? Why aren't you talking to me? You're stressed. <laughs> You're talking to me is making me, not talking to me is making me more stressed. All right. In the category of do you believe it Hmm. most people can't take their eyes off of leonardo dicaprio but the crew members of once upon a time in hollywood were ordered to avert their gaze when he was nearby a source tells the hollywood reporter that some staffers were quote instructed to avoid making any form of eye contact with the oscar winner the claim came in an article titled How Leonardo DiCaprio Became Hollywood's Last Movie Star. In it, Leo is described as being surrounded by a carefully crafted air of mystery. Are you buying it? Mm, I kind of want to say yes. Because let's imagine if you were, oh, let's do imagine if you were Leo. <laughs> but anyway, let's, let's imagine if you were Leo and everybody is fascinated, fascinated to see and to be in your presence. And all they're doing is fucking staring you down. Mm-hmm. How, how are you going to do your job in that? To me, that would be very nerve wracking. Or maybe he's just a big old dick and he don't want people, you know, looking him in the eye. Look, nobody, 
I've never, I've heard this. We've all heard this, this story. Don't look at me. Avert my gaze. Right. And I've often wondered, how does somebody get to that point? Look, nobody made you be a star. You became an actor because you wanted attention. Well, you got it. Honestly, I, I really have to believe. Yeah, but see, I don't think you actually realize what you're getting into until you're in that. Until you can't go to the grocery store. Until you can't drive your car somewhere. To me, that would be pathetic that uh, I could not just walk to my mailbox. Yes. I agree. It would be. But I have to believe, sitting here, a man who'll never have this problem. But I would have to believe that if I were such a big star, that when I got to the set, I would know that people are going to look at me. Right. And I wouldn't care. I would dress the way I dress. I would show up. I would be friendly to people around. I just, uh, I can't. Oh, you'd be like The Rock. Well, he's pretty special. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that guy, that guy is just something. He really is. But, but I mean, I just can't, I can't imagine. I, I just can't. Don't look at me. Good God. I choose not to believe it. Okay. I'm going to go there. All right. Yeah. All right. Love this. Now, you've heard about this Area 51 storm? Yes. Okay. So, apparently, people are flocking to the area around Area 51 hotels. You can't get a room. Camping. They're going to... They, they, the idea is they're going to storm Area 51. Right. They're, they're not. But with that being in the news, take a guess what is now the number one porn search. Alien porn. Oh, my gosh. Here's the searches. Alien porn? Is there such a thing? Oh, God, of course. Linda, there is not one single topic that you could give me that you couldn't find with porn. porn wow i mean you could say zucchini porn got you covered so here we go here are the most uh popular searches alien sex alien impregnation alien breeding Sexy Alien Babe. Oh, yes. Animated Alien Hardcore and... Animated Alien Hardcore. Right. And <laughs> Alien Probe. Now, wait. Let's go back to the hardcore. Uh-huh. I mean, what are they... What is that? What are they talking about? Full. They, they want to see everything. Full on fucking. Oh, okay. That's, that's hardcore. Oh, I did not know that. Now you do. I mean, hardcore means, you know, you go at something like full... Okay, never mind. I got it now. You just explained it to yourself, didn't you? <laughs> it was fun to watch that. <laughs> that's what I'm going to name it. Wait, if I name the show Hardcore, will I get in trouble for that? No. Okay. There's nothing nasty about hardcore. And core is C-O-R-E, right? 
Is it one word or two? One. You sure? Yep. Let me get this story back and I'll tell you what they did. Uh, hardcore is one word according to this story. Hardcore. Okay. Linda's always asking me, is that one word or two? Like I fucking know. Well, sometimes you don't know. All right, let's end with a positive. Oh, I love this one. I love this. You can't write this. I'm going I'm to end with this because I love this too much. This is, hang on, let me put my sheets away. That is my stack of stories. Oh, you're going to go for the bottom. No, I'm not. Oh. I'm going to go with, you can't write this. Honestly, this story, put your phone down and listen. Okay. This story, if I wrote a movie script and I put this in the movie script, Anybody who read it goes, you, you, you got to take that out. Okay. Because that just can't happen. All righty. Listen to this. Okay. Police arrested five guys. Mm -mm. Linda, you got to hear this. Police arrested five guys. After they got into a fight. After they got into a fight. Inside a five guys burger restaurant. Inside a Five Guys Burger restaurant. Okay, what's funny about what I just said? Five, five guys, guys were in, arrested at a five, five guys guy for fighting. It's unclear how the argument started, but things spiraled out of control when one guy threw a cup at another. Witnesses say an all-out an all-out brawl broke out. Police showed up. They arrested three juvenile males and two adult males. They all face charges of a fray, which in Florida involves two or more people fighting in public. Five guys fighting. At five guys. You seem annoyed by my entertainment of the story. Well, it's not that great. See, five guys went to a five guys restaurant and they got in a fight, the five. Five guys fighting at a five guys. Mm -hmm. No matter how many times you say it, it's not that great. All right. I'll give you one that's on your level. Okay. Down in Florida. A Florida woman. Oh, of course. With a lengthy rap sheet and a trial on the horizon. Let me say that again. A Florida woman with a lengthy rap sheet and a trial coming up mm -hmm. landed back in jail Friday when she attacked her own mother with a lemon cake. <laughs> what did I tell you? This is right up her fucking alley. 21-year-old Brittany Maple. 21-year-old. Uh, yeah. Yep, 21. Damn she's it. 21. She's got trial coming up. Uh -huh. She's back in jail again. 21-year-old. Mm -hmm. Yeah, not her first time. No. 21-year-old Brittany Maple got into an argument with her mother and smashed the lemon cake into her face. She also allegedly grabbed a sibling's cell phone and announced, quote, nobody is calling the cops today. Nonetheless, police were called to their home and officers found mom with a bunch of cake on her face and some cake on the floor. Maple was arrested and charged with battery. She is also awaiting trial on animal cruelty oh. stemming from an incident in which she choked her dog oh. for urinating on her bed. 
She has been arrested multiple times, including a previous battery charge in which, this is not the lemon cake, a battery charge in which she hit her mother with a bottle of mouthwash. Okay. It sounds to me like this little girl, and I call her a little girl because she's 21, she needs help. She needs help more than jail time. You, You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? She needs some help. Where's she going to get it? Who's going to get exactly. it? Exactly. Because I'll be honest with you. For me, if one of my kids did this, they're gone. Right. But, I mean, if you know that she has got some kind of problem or some kind of mental illness, you're going to try and get her help. Can't help her. You cannot help this one. She choked the dog for peeing on her bed. She's attacked her mother twice. She's got trial coming up. Yeah, she's got anger issues. She just needs to be thrown out. That's sad. Linda, I I hear you. I got you. I I just wondered what happened in her life to make her this way. Well, I I think there's some mental imbalance here. And my guess is mom has tried to help like took her to a doctor, did whatever. Maybe she went, maybe she refused to take her med. Who who knows what's going on? There's just certain situations that sometimes there's it's nothing that tough you can love, do. Right, it's that tough, lock the door. Yeah. Get out and just lock the door. Yeah. You know what's going to be some tough love for you? What's that? I have this card from uh, the edible arrangements that the kid sent. Mm-hmm. It's addressed to me. Your name is not on here. Yes. (laughs) All right. Where are we on the week of chicken? We have quite a few. God, I got to pee. Okay. On uh, 727, Vancouver Kathy turned 60. 731, Missy Die turned 47. Huh? On 8-1, Michelle turned 51. Hello, Michelle. Uh, 8-2, Marty is a turn. No, today's the second. Yeah. Happy birthday. Oh, by the way. Is 61, Marty. Uh, obviously for us, but it, it just seemed like July was never going to end. Oh, my God. It was, I kept telling Mark last week, it's still fucking July. Ugh. <sighs> Now it's August. We're good. Yeah. On 8-3, Guitar Kenny's turning 59, and that slutty old Nurse Lisa oh. turning 56. Nurse Lisa. 8-4, Don D is turning 66. Hey, somebody older than you, by not much, though. Uh, Carl <laughs> on 8-4 is turning 63. 8-6, Lisa V is turning 55. And on 8-8, Angela is turning 56. So it sounds to me like we're pausing. Oh, yeah, we have to pause. Are you ready? I'm ready. Kathy, Missy, Michelle, Marty, Kenny, Lisa, Don, Carl, Lisa, and Angela. Happy birthday, everybody. All right. So, it is the weekend, it is Friday, or at least the day we're doing it. Not sure when you're listening to it, but if you're listening to it two or three days later, it's not Friday. That means we're going to find out. Oh, Monday. Yep, that's, uh, how many days is that? Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Do we count Monday? And do we count today? Three days. 
Monday. Yeah, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yeah, you don't count Monday. All of you go have a grand week. We'll return to you in pure fashion. I'll just go ahead and pure. Warn, uh, warn you. There ain't nothing pure about us. There will be some time this coming month where we will not be here. It is, by the way, vacation time. Uh, Skeeter, where do they find you? At Lake Norman Linda. And and if you want to, you know, join Instagram. Okay, Linda. I'm showing Mark painting. Yeah, Linda's all about this Instagram, so go check it out. I love I love a good IG story. We'll on see on the RG. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. I wouldn't want to say that I forgot him. But while I'm brushing my teeth and having so much fun, I never let the water run. No, I never let the water run. Oh, I'm brushing my teeth on the bottom. Cause I wouldn't want to say that I forgot him. But while I'm brushing my te